There are few things that weigh as heavy as the air before a summer storm. It sits in the air on the skin like a warm, wet blanket. Heavy, uncomfortable, and unwanted. Everything seems to slow down, to wait. There are no animals out, no birds flitting about, no rustlings or noise of anything, like the whole world was holding its breath. There is a man in the woods. He stands on the edge of it next to the car crash, the broken windshield littering the ground with glass, heavy black smoke billowing out of the busted metal of the jeep. There's a sound of static. Then it slides as different channels are picked up. On down to Juno's auto officers, please respond. Nanata, this is the fake Max picking the spot of our tenue boat. Hey, it's just hilarious. Mary, please respond. Good evening, and hello, Camp Needlewood campers. You're listening to everyone's favorite late-night camp radio broadcast, 96.9 The Wolf. Tonight's scary stories are brought to you by your favorite set of counselors. Hi, I'm Mutz. I'm Lurch. What's up, Mutz Cube? And me, Scout Henderson. We're broadcasting live from the old Firewatch Tower on the north side of camp, and we're here to scare your pants off. Yeah! It wouldn't be summer camp without a few ghost stories, now would it? The wolf? Ow! 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 Is one of Camp Needlewood's best-kept secrets. Especially from our camp director, Lori. And it is your burden to keep this show a secret, to never tell a soul. Yeah, and if you hear another, like, less cool counselor coming in to check on you, you must swear to turn off the radio and hide it under your bed or something like that. Throw it out a window. Get it out of your room. What story are we telling tonight, Moms? Well, tonight we're bringing you a camp classic, the story of the Ryder family, the people that used to own all this land. You guys know how the administration building looks like a big old scary house? That's because it is an old scary house. The Ryder family used to live there a thousand years ago. The Ryder family was made up of a mother, a father, and their daughter. But the daughter was, like, super sick. She was dying. So they moved all the way out here, into the woods, so the mountain air could help her lungs. But one day, the father got hurt when he was out chopping wood. He couldn't work anymore, and the riders ran out of money. Then they ran out of food. They were out here, all alone, starving, skin and bones. The father couldn't take it anymore. Dead mouths don't eat, so he took up his axe, chased the mother and daughter into the woods, and chopped them to pieces. You can still see him wandering the woods with that axe, dripping in blood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, Mots. That's not how I heard it. I heard that it was the mother that went a little too cuckoo, being out here all alone, surrounded by nothing but the dark the trees, and the lake. Copper Creek Lake, kiddos, where we went kayaking last week. You remember that? Yeah, 
That's where the mother dragged her daughter out to the docks, shoved her into the murky water, and drowned her. Then she threw herself into the lake. Well, I heard that you can still see the little girl in the admin building. She walks back and forth and back and forth between the windows with her pale skin, bloody eyes, blood covering her mouth. She's watching, waiting. She can see you. Which story do you believe? Maybe all three of them happened, because that's the thing, ain't it? These stories aren't just stories. They're true. And the truth is, every member of the Ryder family ended up dead. They died right here, right where we are now. And they never found the bodies, you know. Maybe you're sleeping on top of their bones. Sometimes you can still hear someone chopping wood. You can still see the girl in the window. You can still hear her crying by the lake. Whatever you hear, campers, like this story, it can never be unheard. So good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the ghost bite. Welcome to Dread and Breakfast. I've stolen Whee! this podcast and you'll never get it back. <laughs> no. No, that's way too much work. You can have it back when we're done. <laughs> What's this? A new voice in the podcast feed? From the ether. Who are you? Hi, my name is Alicia. I am... I don't remember what the dread and breakfast term is. Is it game master? The dread master. The dreaded. The dreaded. The dreaded is so good. The dreaded Alicia. <laughs> That's just my normal title. Um, <laughs> a new challenger approaches. <laughs> but my name is Alicia, and I am the dreaded for this fun little, I guess, bonus episode. Ooh. In between episode. That that. Mm. <laughs> No? I don't. No, nope. Christine? That's fine. No? You hate it? I just... You don't like in-between episodes? I'm hearing... I'm hearing in-betweenus, and... <laughs> Maybe I that's mean... the vibe we want going into this. <laughs> See, now when you no, say it like no, that, it like sounds that. like... No, it Christine? sounds like a Nickelodeon mix-up movies, like Jimmy Neutron oh and oh. Timmy Turner and the in-betweenus. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's it, actually. <laughs> Somehow I think the FAA might have something uh, <laughs> to say about that. Anyway, let's start what we're Why actually... Why does the Federal Aviation Administration <laughs> care about that? I don't know. I don't know. We're flying too close to the sun. We're flying Listen. too close to the in-betweenness. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season one and a half. We're completely unhinged. Hello. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, oh boy, howdy, oh, what a sorry. treat for you. I'm so sorry. This is a, a podcast where we play Dread, which is a horror RPG where the fate of players' actions is determined by making pulls from a tower that is similar to, yet legally distinct, from a Jenga tower. A successful pull means you succeed in what you're trying to do. 
if you are unsuccessful and knock the tower over, you are doomed, which we will get to as it becomes relevant. And if you want a full rundown on how to play, I think we did an episode on that a million years ago. (laughs) So go (laughs) listen to it. Without further ado, Alicia, what terrible things do you have in store for us today? Star wipe. Star wipe. The camera zooms out and zooms to a whole other location. Uh, I'm imagining this next part like an old VHS video playing. Camp Needlewood, nestled in the beautiful Lenox State Park of Michigan, has everything that your little adventurer could ever need. Our summer camp offers beautiful forest hikes, scenic rock climbing with trained professionals, swimming in the beautiful waters of Copper Creek Lake, and a host of fun, outdoorsy activities sure to leave your little scout wanting more. Enjoy our thriving arts and crafts program, become one with nature with our wilderness exploration, and join our family with our group and community activities. We help every camper reach their full potential and make friends and memories that will last well after summer's end. Camp Needlewood, your home away from home. It sounds like such a nice place. Young Christine, who went to summer camp for like eight years, is so delighted to be in this setting and also terrified because it's going to turn dark. (laughs) What are you talking about, Christine? We're not. It's going to be fine. It's fine. Yeah, this is, you know. This is the in-between episode. Yeah, it's a new season. Maybe this is when it's just all night. It's the in-between episode. This is our time to experiment. Absolutely. This is going to be the hugs episode. The hugs. The hug of death. I mean, something might want to hug you. There you go. Oh, God. (laughs) Bring it on. The video on the bulky TV loops again, showing video of the forests and structures at Camp Needlewood to no one in particular. In fact, very few people can actually hear what is playing at all, with all the commotion in the room. Today is the day every camper fears, the last day of summer. In the mess hall, various booths and tables have been set up by the counselors to showcase their campers and provide games and food for the camper and parents alike. Today is Summer's End Bonanza, a party and festival in one meant to entertain campers as they wait for their guardians and to show off what they did over the summer. So, let's go ahead and start off with Fob the Cube. What's up? What are you running? at the Summer's End Bonanza. Hello, I'm Fabrice. You've heard my voice before right now. I am playing Cube. Is that your Christian name or your camp that, name? Oh, that's my Christian name. <laughs> that, uh, 100%. Saint Cube. Saint Cube of... Uh, Saint Cube of Rubik, I think. That's, uh... I, th- I believe that's how it, it, it goes. Um, Patron Saint of 80s vibes. To, to be fair, we should probably specify that we ain't in the present, we in the 80s. <laughs> uh, cube, I think, because I think I just go by Cube when I'm at camp. I'm running a, a, a face painting uh, station because Ooh. I am part of the drama department. And what is more dramatic than, uh, you know, who, who doesn't want to be a cat when they go home? <laughs> If I get a bunch of kids to be cats, we could put on a production of cats before oh before the parents, like right before they leave, like last minute. That would be great. 
Uh, I'm running a face painting station, and anyone that wants can come up, and I will apply some pigments to everywhere on their face but their eyeballs. (laughs) That is usually preferred. Yeah. Cube is, I think, pretty thin and, like, gangly. I'm just getting out of college. Like, this is my last year being here. Uh, Not because I don't love it, but because uh, the theater department here has now been like established. Uh, I don't really think there's much more that I can do here. And I I also maybe got a bit role in a fun production. Ooh. Is it cats? It might be. Uh, and... Playing Scrimble Shamps or whatever. Mr. Mistopheles, of course. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Oh, he'd be Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> literally the only character i know in cats we'll go with that honestly i'm fine with that are you the shoe that falls from the sky i mean that's better than what i was going to say i was going to say i was going to play all the cgi buttholes but like that's that's what i remember from the cats movie um i'm not going to be returning uh this is my last time and i think as like a final send-off i'm like really doubling down trying to give back so like a couple of kids had said that they wanted like a face painting station and i was like well, no one else is doing that, so I can do it. That's fine. All right. You have, for the theater department set up, uh, you took like a couple of different tables. I imagine yours is probably the most colorful booth there. You know, a big banner declaiming, you know, theater department with the masks drawn for the tragedy and uh, comedy up on the thing. I'm wearing a cape. Just oh, yeah, there's no reason just to Just cape. because I can. You're right next to the arts and crafts section, who is using their thing to, like, show off the different crafts and stuff that kids have done over the summer. Um, and you had, for most of this bonanza, a pretty long line for the face paint. It was steady. Oh, yeah. Even if it's just the three minutes it takes me to, like, put cat whiskers and a nose on them or whatever. It's like, I wanted to... To spend a little bit of time with each camper if I could. Yeah. Aw. The the kids absolutely love it. Well, we'll see if they love it. So I have a fun little thing for the first polls for introduction. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We love it. We mm-hmm. love it. How many do you guys normally pull? Oh, zero. Uh, <laughs> Anywhere <laughs> from one to three. So here's my thing. How many you pull determines how much the kids like it. Uh, I would like to pull five. Oh, Jesus. Your pride is not. I would like to pull five. No, I mean, like, strategically, that makes sense. It's not going to fall over right now. I mean, you don't know. You could have a real, real, real whoops a dude. Yeah, and I am saying there's no, like, actual benefit other than the kids really like it that's what, all what you are you get. talking about if no one pulls more than five <laughs> then i'm clearly the oh crowd favorite so i want to pull five i just gotta start looking around this tower seeing which guys look like they might be easy and then not taking those ones because i'll leave those for the scaredy cats among us Oh, thanks. Are, are we scaredy cats or just you got to go first? I think it's mostly <laughs> that one, right? Like, Christine, would you have said five if you had gone first? No, because I'm a reasonable human. <laughs> well then. <laughs> but if the tower falls, then your production is going to be a total flop. And oh, it'll be completely no. panned by the critics. Oh, if the tower falls, then I poke a kid in the eye with a paintbrush. Like that immediately oh, no. gets sued. Oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like I, my career is ruined. 
All right. Uh, let's jump over to the next booth, uh, which is going to be Lurches. Oh, hello. The booth, obviously, I'm selling hot dogs. Oh, fuck, for yeah. everybody to enjoy. Probably some candy bars and chips. Uh, trying to just clear out the snack shack. Like, <laughs> not completely, because you want to take a couple home at the end of the day. But, like, <laughs> there's a lot we got to sell. And the more we sell, the more likely it's profitable and I can... <laughs> Maybe convince them to make the snack shack my full-time thing for next summer. Is it not your full-time thing, the snack shack? It's not. So technically, my real job is I'm first aid. Uh, but that's not so much fun. Uh, and luckily, these kids, they, they bounce back pretty well. It's a lot of bee stings. It's the 80s. We don't care that much about injuries. Just put some dirt in it. Yeah, so to fill time and... I don't know. I have something to do. I, you know, we've made the snack shack like kind of more my main thing and less the first aid. So we got the hot dog roller now and the slushy machine. Ooh, and slushies. Some cool new chips. These cool new Doritos oh, just shit. came out and everyone's been loving those. Oh, damn. The zesty triangles. I didn't do my research, but I'm going to assume they came out in the 80s. <laughs> it seems about when a Dorito would start. <laughs> the Doritos in this world came yeah. out. <laughs> it's fiction. The original product, according to Wikipedia, was made at the Casa de Fritos at Disneyland in the early 1960s. At Disneyland? Oh, oh, Cool Ranch Doritos made their debut in 1986. Jacob, you've got Cool Ranch. No, we're in 1982. 84. Oh, oh. no. We're so close to Cool Ranch. <laughs> Doritos seem new to us. They just made it up here. <laughs> That's fair. And also, again, it's fiction. Reality doesn't matter so much. There are these cool new Doritos, and I've said that's so, and now it is so. <laughs> Very good. I can imagine you have all this food, all this like cool stuff you're selling, the snacks. You have like a like small little cooler out that has ice cream sandwiches and stuff like that. Ooh, yes, ice cream for sure. And then like off to the corner on like the little end of the, the table, there's like a tiny little first aid kit. Just in case. <laughs> just a tiny Brand one. new, untouched. Like the cellophane is still on yes, it. Yes, just. <laughs> <laughs> the sticker's still on it, like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go ahead next to Oh, Scout. no, 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 friend. Jacob has to make some fucking pulls from this tower. Oh, you're right. <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many hot dogs do you sell, bitch? Yeah, is it profitable? <laughs> Jacob, how many are you willing to pull for your venture? Um... I don't feel like I care that much. I'll pull one. <laughs> Only one. No one is buying any of your shit. What's wrong with it? The food's a bit stale. More hot dogs for me. This is whatever. People can think what they think. <laughs> this is the end of the year, so like you're trying to kind of get rid of whatever stale food you kind of still have. The pop might not be as uh, bubbly as it should be. We have to say pop legally because it's Michigan. <laughs> oh, for sure. You're still selling some stuff. There's some of the kids who uh, have been waiting around a little bit for, like, their parents to show up. So they're definitely, like, trying to use up as much of the money that their parents gave them <laughs> yeah, beforehand. <laughs> Maybe they're stocking up for the car ride home or to keep some candy bars stashed. People making last-minute trades of, like, the kids that still have cash. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, well, I'll trade you a pine cone. <laughs> It's a really good pine cone. Valuable currency. I made this friendship bracelet. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to Scout. 
Scout, what is your booth and what have you been doing this summer? Well, hey there, my name's Scout Henderson, wilderness extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm in charge of all the wilderness activities here at Camp Needlewood. You can't just come, like, every time you just bust out a new voice. Because like, I'm insane. Because it's amazing and it's very good. Do you just have a big wheel <laughs> with, like, region to the world that you spin before you make a character to see which accent you'll do? I, I, I mentally guess. <laughs> Some corner of my brain, there's like a wheel that's just turning. Anyway, enough of my psyche. Let's talk more about Scout. (laughs) Nature is full of wonders, and it's important that we go out and explore it. It's waiting for us all out there, but you got to do it safely. But if you stick with me, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to go out into the wilderness, enjoy beautiful Mother Nature, and come back home safely at the end of the day. (laughs) Scout is athletic and very agile. She wears broken in hiking boots and the socks are peeking out of the top. She's got on long shorts and uh, a camp t-shirt, a ringer t-shirt. And she's got a fisherman's vest over it with all kinds of uh, supplies in all the little pockets. Completely up to the camper dress code. Oh, absolutely. Having been a previous camper for many, many years... Scout knows the drill. Scout has a big curly afro that she keeps wrangled under a tie-dye bandana. She has a small gap between her two front teeth and a subtle smattering of freckles on her face that have become a little more pronounced now that we're nearing the summer's end after a summer in in the sunshine. Is your tie-dye bandana just a repurposed tie-dye shirt that you can't fit into anymore? I love that. It is now. (laughs) I love that. Like an old camper shirt that you repurposed. You like ripped up into strips and turned into bandanas. Yeah. From her like first year. Absolutely. Amazing. (laughs) Love it. So Scout's booth is covered in climbing ropes and caving helmets and flashlights and carabiners and every single equipment that you could need for all of the ropes courses and climbing adventures. And there's some sporting equipment and a field guide to various plants, poisonous and or edible, just all kinds of uh, different wilderness things that the campers would have used. There's some compasses and maps. There's little activities so that like a kid could come up and show their parent how they learned to read a map or how they learned to tie a certain knot. There are some holds from the climbing tower, just examples of the things that the kids would have gone out to do while they were at camp that summer. Nice. nice. What's the most popular knot? Um, uh, Google's. A bowline. <laughs> it's a bowline. Say bowline. It's a bowline. <laughs> Here's the thing. I spent all of my energy working on the voice and character, and I don't know anything, actually. Bowline's a pretty good knot. That's yeah, a good one to bowline's go Bowline's a solid one. Cool. It's a bowline. Scout, would you like to go ahead? How many are you going to pull? Uh, I mean, I'll do two. That's respectable. Because, you know, I... Uh... I'm not a coward, Uh but also I have a reasonable, I've got a good Mm -hmm. head on my shoulders. That's what two says to me. Yeah. Yeah. Fallen and had to get a couple stitches, but never broke a bone. (laughs) 
It ain't gonna start now. <laughs> well, yeah. If it does fall on the introductions, um, you don't die, but your thing will be a complete disgrace to the camp. Oh no! And then you oh, hide in the funny. bathroom with horrible diarrhea the whole time. <laughs> So yeah, your booth has been really popular, honestly, a lot with the parents. You know, this is kind of a unique experience for them when it comes to the outdoors and stuff. Uh, a lot of these kids come from like either cities or like more suburban areas. You have a lot of parents that like approach and kind of like ask questions and stuff and seem really amazed when you start telling them about all the stuff that their kids have done. Parents are like, Oh, that's something I wouldn't have expected. Oh, yeah, the campers start out so afraid to even go on a hike, but by the end of it, they're begging me to go caving. Yeah, it it just, you get a pretty good influx and, you know, movement of, like, parents kind of talking to you, talking to their kids, and, like, examining this stuff and being really generally impressed. Nothing builds confidence like time out in the woods. Oh. I would die for Scout immediately. <laughs> you will. Ah, <laughs> no. You have the chance. <laughs> Don't make my words prophetic. All right. And last but not least, Mott. Can you describe me the Badger Team's booth that you've set up? Oh, absolutely I can. So the Badgers are one of the three teams that the kids are grouped into. And I believe Badgers is third through fifth grade. So like baby middle school. So we have like a whole corner and we have turned it into like a half paper mache badger puppet show that the kids are doing <laughs> and half paper mache badger dodgeball tournament between the children and the badgers thing. Uh, Mott's full name is William Robert Appleby Jr. But he just goes by Mott's because it's like the apple juice <laughs> and he's actually allergic to apples, which is very unfortunate. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> but so Mott's is like 18, like an absolute string bean of a person. He carries himself with an uncomfortable bulk, like he just had his last growth spurt and doesn't know how to be this tall at this moment. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> And even though it is the heat of summer, he has on this oversized, like, very 80s Letterman's sports bro jacket in, like, these outrageous, like, bright red and orange colors that he brought with him. Excellent. And so Mott's is, like, half, like, talking to the parents about, like, their kids and half, like, so invested in this paper mache dodgeball tournament. Like, I think... We sold it as a look at these cute badger puppets that we can use to sing the badgers camp theme song. But I taped off like a gym court and like children are just like whipping <laughs> badger heads at each other. <laughs> I appreciate that only in the 80s you can throw paper mache severed badger heads at children <laughs> and it's completely acceptable. <laughs> oh, for real. What I want to know is... um. Uh, that 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 badger song that you mentioned. No. How, how does that go again? No. Remind me. <laughs> don't don't do this to me. No. What's the first line? Badgers, oh badgers, to you we. What is it? To you we crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <clears throat> badgers, badgers, to you we crawl. Badgers, we're gonna win it all. B a d g e r s, badgers. And then there's a dab. <laughs> no, you got to do like the. 
radical. Oh, the, the the pinky 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 thumb out radical sign. Yeah. But do you make like a badger noise while you do that? Like <laughs> that's what like the little kids do is they just scream <laughs> in badger noises while we all sing the song. <laughs> they can't spell so good yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mots. How yeah. well is your booth doing? Uh see I think because M- Mots has a very deep competitive spirit in mm-hmm. his bones. So I think I'm going to go for... Not Marissa, Mots. No. I- <laughs> Definitely <laughs> yes Mots. And. Not Marissa. <laughs> yes, and uh, I'm going to go for three. Mm. Solid upper middle of the pack is what we're shooting for. What we're saying is I'm my booth is two better than everyone else's. Two orders of magnitude. I think, I think the poll also is to make the parents not mad that their children are getting pummeled with badger <laughs> puppets. Yes. This is the 80s. They don't care. Absolutely. All right, that's two. Let me do one more. You got this. I ain't scared. Ah. Oh, dear. It's fine. It's That one side is really bad, and that is your fault, but that's okay. <laughs> why, why is it my fault? You pulled from all that side exclusively, my dude. You guys could have said that you pull zero. No, I don't think that was an option. I mean, you can always <laughs> choose to not pull. Yeah, you can. That's, that's true. Yeah. But then we're a disgrace to the camp. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> the theater department could have gotten shut down. The snack shack could have been disbanded. The health inspector came in. Yeah. The health inspector comes in. And <laughs> it's shuts one of the down. campers' parents. <laughs> uh, yes. Sir, you're not up to code. <laughs> We don't have many codes, but you're somehow still breaking all of them. (laughs) But fortunately, Lurch hands him a succulent hot dog and he takes a bite and is flashed back to his childhood when his own mother handed him a (laughs) hot dog of similar taste. Beautiful hot dog. I'm sorry. Are you suggesting that Lurch is being puppeted like in the horror movie Ratatouille? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's like a Ratatouille moment you just described. That's that's a leap that you made. I didn't say anything of the sort. I don't know. I mean, rats cooking food in the kitchen sounds like a b-rated horror movie to me they went through a dishwasher <laughs> yeah <laughs> a flash of lightning and a loud boom of thunder momentarily quiet the hall normally parents and campers stay around a bit longer but many have left in a hurry due to the storm it's not an easy drive in the best of weather but with enough rain it can turn the gravel road into a muddy tar pit There are only a handful of parents left, and with that reminder, the few remaining escort their sullen campers out the door, past the large sign reading, Summer of 1984, with signatures of all the different campers that have stayed this summer. Currently, there's about four different campers that are in here. These four campers are actually seated with each of you guys since you are some of their favorite counselors and some of the only remaining counselors. Most of the other ones have been picked up or have left, so the only people still remaining here are some of the more permanent staff, along with you counselors. There's Lori Willows, the camp director, or she likes to call herself the director of fun. (laughs) Middle-aged woman who is currently manning the arts and crafts station next to Cube. 
Her brightly dyed long orange hair goes down past to like the middle of her back. And she's got these large circle glasses on that make her eyes look larger than they actually are. Iconic. She is currently going through some of the art projects that kids didn't pick up or purposely left behind, kind of sorting them and muttering to herself about trying to find a place to display these so that hopefully the kids next year can come pick them up. She's so pure. As she is kind of uh, fumbling around with these, you see her daughter, Lottie Willows, walk by who has natural orange hair still (laughs) tied up into a nice ponytail. She's got a clipboard and she's walking with a bit of a purpose as she seems to be kind of taking note and going through whatever needs to be done to wrap up this last day of summer. Off in the corner, you see groundskeeper Ted. He's an older man in his late 60s, but has far more wrinkles than someone in their 60s should. (laughs) Oh no! He's got like a very impressive mustache and a set of Mm. mutton chops. Oh! Incredible. He is sweeping, trying to kind of clean up while there's still people here. Lori went over to him at one point and tried to politely ask him to stop because there were still kids here and she could tell they were getting nervous. He grumbled at her, walked over to another corner, and kept sweeping again. (laughs) The last person you see who looks like they are all set to leave themselves is Chef Larry. Chef Larry is a large man. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. Larry. It's Larry, but he he likes to introduce himself as Larry. Chef Larry. Larry. Je m'appelle Chef Larry. He tells people that he studied the culinary arts at the best place possible for French dining, which is Louisiana. Uh, But Chef Larry is this huge mountain of a man. He's got broad shoulders, big muscles, a little bit intimidating when you first maybe meet him. But, I mean, he's got probably one of the brightest smiles and just easygoing personalities. He was probably ready to leave a while ago, but he's kind of been waiting around. He doesn't want to leave early when there's still campers here and stuff. So with each of you sits one of the different campers. They kind of just naturally gravitated over to you once their friends left. For some of them, maybe you approach them to help them out and stuff. Mots, you see, you know, Mikey is sitting next to you. He's on the Badgers team. He definitely seems extremely nervous that his parents aren't here yet. He has, like, one of the paper mache badger heads in front of him, and he's, like, tossing it up and catching it, tossing it up and catching it. He keeps, like, looking to the door, looking at the windows, but there's, like, really nothing you can see out the windows. I mean, the rain's coming down so hard at this point that you can only see maybe a couple feet out from there. Ooh, I don't love that. (laughs) And each time there's thunder, you see him, like, kind of flinch for a second. He looks around and goes back to kind of tossing the badger head up and down. As he throws it up, the next time, can I, like, reach out very dramatically, try to, like, just catch it and, like, dramatically, like, slow motion, like, fall onto the ground? Like, ugh. Sure, go ahead and uh, pull ten. Pull ten? (laughs) Ten? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Hit your head and die. (laughs) 
No, I'm kidding. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you can go ahead and just do that. I'm not going to make you pull for that. Okay, thank you. I think Mats is like trying to like get a smile out of this kid and he just is on the ground, holds the badger head up and like his other hand and is like score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh you see Mikey kind of like perk up a bit and he grabs another head and he pelts you right in the chest with it. <laughs> and he's like the game's dodgeball. Nice. <laughs> Respect, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, Mikey's a badass. Um the one that I'm holding, I want to throw at Mikey but like purposefully like well, <laughs> I throw at Mikey and miss. <laughs> Obviously. Do you want to like soft lob it so he could like catch it really easily if he wanted to? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you do like a soft lob. He grabs it like super excited like you know, I caught it, and then he, like, pelts you again. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. That hurt. So how about we're on the same team now? How about how about we're on the same team? B-A-D-G-E-R-S. Uh, so that I don't hurt again as I'm, like, rubbing, like, my arm where he's hit me. And I, I kind of, I crouch down next to Mikey, and I, like, hand him. You know that scene in Elf? <laughs> <laughs> where Buddy the Elf hands his brother like the snowball. Mm -hmm. It's like that vibes. <laughs> I like hand him the snowball and I like kind of nod my head towards uh, the theater face paint booth. So uh, remember remember how we uh, did that cool ambush on the Eagles team? And I just kind of look at that booth and look at Mikey and look at the booth. <laughs> the mud attack? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he nods and he's like, I go low, you go high. <laughs> All right. We do the secret badger handshake, <laughs> which is just a high five. I imagine it's like two clawed hands and you go like, <gasps> yes, <laughs> but it's specifically clawed. And our fingers hurt because that's awful. I'm trying to do it right now. Yeah. I'm just hurting myself. <laughs> it's bad. It's not good. Putting the bad in badger. But the kids came up with it and you, you just kind of got to go with it sometimes. And you watch as he, like, dives down in an army crawl and starts, like, crawling under the tables. <laughs> and I, I, Mott's, like, trying to be casual. Like, has the badger paper mache behind his back. And just, will just, like, walk over to the, the theater. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's hop over to the theater group. Uh, Cube. <laughs> what up? You have been painting Johan's face multiple times through this uh he keeps like sitting down mm -hmm. and asking for more stuff mm -hmm. at this point he doesn't actually have much face left uh so he's actually <laughs> rolled up his sleeves and he's asking for like arm paint oh hell yeah all right yeah buddy we can do that what are you uh what are you looking for you want something like a do you want like a mom heart tattoo <laughs> no and uh he shows his arm and he says an eagle, duh. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, remember, we practiced how to ask politely for things. Do you remember how we did that? Sorry, yes. Can I please have an eagle, sir? Yeah, Aww. of course. <laughs> and then I, I stop because I just heard a child hit the floor in an army crawl and start scuttling over towards us. And I'm like, hey, Johan, do you think? Are Mikey and Mott's about to start something with the eagles? <laughs> he kind of like puffs up a little bit. Psh, those badgers. 
little kids. <laughs> right? Trying to mess with yeah. us. You know what we're going to do to him, right? We'll, we'll do what an eagle would do to a badger, right? Oh, God. Oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to swoop down, pick him up, lift him up 600 feet into the air and drop him. Oh, my God. No. No, by that, by that, by that, I mean, let's just go get him. Let's pretend like we don't know anything and we get the drop on him. Okay. Okay. And then we, what? I don't know. I look around. Let's see. We got, I go to the arts and crafts table and I get a, now, this is an ask. Would any of the children have, uh, in practicing their knots for arts and crafts, made like a tiny little like knot rope? Or something like that? Probably not arts and crafts, but you know what is right by you? The outdoorsy booth. Ooh. Scout's got ropes. Got ropes for days. Along with another Eagle Scout member, Brandy. Hey, Johan. Why don't we go over to the the outdoors area, see if we can get a net that we can throw on the uh the little badger when they come rustling over <laughs> he he nods he's 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 down for this all right let's go yeah so you guys head over to scout and brandy brandy is kind of like helping to fix the arrangement of the different like uh, things that are out there you know some of them got moved parents picked them up kids were touching them that kind of stuff so she's like very nicely like centering them and getting them like all set back to how they're supposed to she's really not acting like she's nervous that her parents aren't there she seems to be like kind of distracting herself and like you also know that she really didn't want to leave camp like she might be a little happy that her parents aren't here Brandy, that's some perfect rope coiling technique. I'm so proud of you and what you learned this summer. Oh, thanks. It was a neat trick you taught us with, like, using the elbow as, like, a leverage to to tie it all up. (laughs) Well, if you really want to level up, you got to learn the over-under technique. The over-under technique. Coil one over and then come back the other way. (laughs) I see Jacob nodding in approval, which is why. uh... Over-under is very important and... The over the elbow thing is garbage. Don't do that. You're destroying your cables, ropes, really? whatever. Yeah, it's real bad. She takes the rope and she like tries to copy you as you get approached by Johan and the cube. Hey Scout. Well howdy, what can howdy? <laughs> What's up? What can we do for you, Cube? Uh you got a you got a net we could borrow? A net? What do you need a net for? We're gonna lay a trap for a badger. Now, listen, I don't know how safe <laughs> traps are. That'd be like a snare, wouldn't it? No, I don't need a, I don't need a snare, snare. I'm, it's, a, it's, for, it's for Mikey. He's, see, he's crawling this way. Can the scout, does, <laughs> does scout, like, look over Cube's shoulder and just see, like, Mikey in the middle of the fucking floor, just, like, crawling? <laughs> like, yes. army crawling, like, bum, 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 He's not bum, in the bum, middle bum. of the floor. He's under the tables and stuff. You see him, like, knocking into the tables as he's crawling. Yeah, the table's just yeah. knocking. And, like, there's no, like, tablecloth or anything. You guys can just see him <laughs> yeah. under there. And Amazing. you also see Mott's, like, I'm assuming, like, hands in the pocket, maybe, like, whistle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just do to do But if I will say, if I do see Cube and little Johan going over to a scout's booth, I think Mott's would, like, 
change whistling like it was like farmer in the dell and then it goes to do your ears hang low and i changed course to go to the snack shack because i want i want to recruit some backup too fuck you guys <laughs> all right you head over to the snack shack where lurch uh you're greeted with one of the scouts who is still there who has been slowly munching on your merchandise not paying mind you he's just been kind of taking it when you're not looking Oh, no, I gave it to him. He and I... Okay, you have an understanding? Everyone else is gone. We're just hanging out. We're eating a hot dog. Yeah. Right at the beginning of this, he actually just went straight to the back of your booth and has been eating, like, while the whole thing has been going on. And, like, occasionally, Lori would come over and say something to him, and he'd just be like, I'm testing the merchandise. And then he just, like, stuffed his face with more food. <laughs> and Lori isn't the kind to, like, have confrontation, even if it's with, like, a child. So she's kind of just let it be, and he's, like, laughing with you, and, yeah, basically kind of eating all the stuff that is left over from uh, your sales. As uh, you are approached by Mots, who is uh, looking a little shady. Hey, Lurch. My man, my... We're out of food. As he's like eating the food and there's plenty still there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Hey, what's up, bud? Uh, Lurch, my man, my, my first center quarterback, buddy. (laughs) Uh, me and Mikey are, are, are doing a sting. Do you got any, you got any mustard dispensers? Do you want in on this? I like point to your tiny child whose name I immediately forgot. Freddy. Freddy? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got mustard, but we're kind of using it for the hot dogs. Do uh, you want the ketchup? No, use use the relish. No one's going to buy relish. <laughs> I mean, no one's buying any of it. It's condiments. The condiments are free, but... I was selling it. <laughs> Was he just selling, like, handfuls of mustard to other children? No. <laughs> charging five cents for a squirt of mustard or ketchup. Freddy, that's very economical of you. That's that's pretty good. No one wants a dry dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's a t-shirt. Hi. So I slide, like, you know, like, the drug dealer thing where they look up but then do a low a low thing? With their hands that I, I don't know I don't I, don't I do can drugs. tell all the drugs that you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly you're well versed in this maneuver. So much experience. The fucking probiotic I take every morning is just hits me hard. Um, but, but I, I want to like open palm the paper mache badger head so that it gets filled with relish. Oh God! <laughs> and I like make eye contact with Mikey and just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> You want to fill the paper mache severed badger head with relish? A paper mache severed badger head pickle relish water balloon. That's what you made. For sure. The room is empty. You can see this happening. Like, yeah, I do love this image of like you guys clearly see each other planning. I think Scout kind of like looks over and like notices something weird happening with the condiments and goes, I don't know if I have a net for you, but uh, I could loan you a tarp. <laughs> Scout, that would be wonderful. All right. Just make sure you fold it up properly when you give it back. <laughs> Certainly. I, is it stain resistant? 
I say, and I look over at the condiments, and I look back at you. Cube, it's a tarp. Of course it's stain-resistant. Perfect. <laughs> Johan, we're going with deception maneuver four. Are you, are you, are you ready? No, what is that? That's okay. That's where we, so we get the tarp. We're going to walk over to them, right? As Mats and, and Mikey resume crawling and strolling <laughs> yeah. over to you. And, and we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to ask them if they'll wrestle us under the tarp. <laughs> and then when they say yes, we just throw the tarp over them and yell, Ha! You've fallen for our deception! And then we run. <laughs> what? It's great. It's deception maneuver four. Can we try three or five? <laughs> okay, so three is where we just, we take the tarp up. And at that moment, you just hear Mats yell, four, and just chuck the bed <laughs> right Mikey crawls out and also, like, chucks his non-relish-filled badger head. <laughs> I will, I can I make a pull to hit? <laughs> you know what, since this is a contested, I would say whichever one of you is willing to make the most pulls to win this. Oh my gosh. I'll yeah. make two. I'll make two. I'll make three. I'll make four. Ooh. Okay, you can make four. Oh shit. <laughs> I thought I thought you would go for five again. Oh no, okay. <laughs> nah. This is like when we play skull. I know this is uh. not normally how dread is done, but I think this is a fun way to whittle it down. <laughs> As an auction. It's the in between us. Auction rules, yeah. yeah. There's one. Auction rules. I feel rules. like that's not actually a bad way to do it. All right, okay. there's two. Is is Mikey like <laughs> Is is Mikey still on the ground just like lobbing missiles? Yeah, he's like he basically is trying to throw while on the ground. It's not good. You kid. <laughs> no. If he had practiced with his archery a little more, maybe his aim would be a bit better. That's four. All right. B-A-D-G-E-R-S. <laughs> go Badgers. So I will go ahead and let you describe the attack. Oh, incredible. <laughs> so <laughs> so Mots can clearly hear what everyone's saying because it's a big empty room and there's nobody around. And as they're describing their deception maneuvers, Mots like nods to Mikey and like Mikey's on his little like forearms like army crawling like a pro and like he comes around the back of the booth where they're standing in front of and Mots is like picking up the pace you know like in action movies where they like start walking faster and the music gets faster and it's very intense but then he kind of trips a little bit because his shoes are a little too big and he like fumbles the badger head and goes to throw it and it ends up bouncing off of Cube's shoulder getting ricocheted across the room against the wall where groundskeeper Ted was sweeping and just does a big (laughs) splat Mikey, though, simultaneous to this, throws his badger, <laughs> soars through the air, passes by Mott's, like, two twin comments in the night sky, and his hits cube right in the face, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This glorious scene of relish and decapitated badger heads and a dream. <laughs> There's like a moment of silence as you have disturbed groundskeeper Ted. He oh, no. reaches down and picks up gingerly with his 
index finger and thumb a <laughs> smashed badger head that is leaking relish out of this one hole. There's relish on him. There's some relish on the wall where it hit. There's like a trail that leads right back to you guys. He just holds it up and immediately Brandy's just like, Mots did it, Mots did it, he put relish in and he threw it at Cube and then it bounced <laughs> off and hit you. Like, shh, shh. Brandy, what did I tell you about snitching? No one likes a snitch. Oh, I, I, so, I'm so sorry. I was, I was aiming. I can clean it. I'm great at cleaning. I'm so good at cleaning. As you're talking, there's this loud boom that rings throughout the building, almost like shaking it a little bit. And the lights in the mess hall flicker and then they die. Oh. Scout flips on her headlamp. <laughs> uh, well, everyone. I'm going to go outside for a second and just uh, just let the rain wash this off my face. <laughs> In uh, the dark? I mean, it's a big door. Like, it's still light outside. I'll just, I'll be right back. There's, like, that bluish gray light outside where, like, you can tell mm. that it's still day, but it's like the clouds and the storm aren't really letting the light through. Ooh. So I'll be right back, y'all. So as the lights kind of flicker and die out, it takes a moment as there's like a little bit of, I don't want to say commotion. You can hear like stuff getting knocked into and people like talking in the dark until eventually Lottie holds up a flashlight that she's turned on kind of under her face, almost like this is a, (laughs) this is some sort of scary story, but really just kind of the best way to get people's attention. And she's like, all right, it's, it's okay. It's okay, people. It's just a power outage from the storm. We're all big kids here, okay? As she's saying this, Lori comes over to her and they talk for a minute and stuff. She stands back up straight again and she says, Okay, everyone, there's an emergency generator in the administrative building. We are all going to move as a group over to that building while we wait for people's rides. Okay? Everyone come over to me. Come to the light. Gather around and then we are all going to go as a group over to the administrative building. Um, Scout, do you have any more flashlights? Sure do. And uh, I pull one out of one pocket of my fisherman's vest and uh, another smaller one out of another pocket. Yes. My fisherman's vest of holding. Um. <laughs> you pull out a couple flashlights. Who do you give them to? Um, Probably to the other counselors mm-hmm. who are here. Makes sense. I go to Lori and I say, so do you want me to lead the way or stay back to make sure everyone is uh, accounted for where where do you want me assuming that i'm gonna be like part of this maneuvering of people oh you know what if you can lead (laughs) that would be like so totally groovy just like so (laughs) perfect please no problem all right campers let's line up now remember it's gonna be nice and slick out there so watch where you're stepping but there's no need to be afraid of a little thunderstorm we're not made of sugar we aren't gonna melt oh brandy is the first one to line up right behind you 
Mott's like is going to grab Mikey's hand and like squeeze it a, a little tighter than he might have expected from like a big kid, you know. Mikey, uh, he was originally still on the floor, so like you, <laughs> oh. you kind of help him up to his feet. The amount of relaxation that you had given him, comfort with the silly little game, seems to have kind of dissipated as he is once again quite nervous. Could could I reach out and make sure Johan's there as well? If if you just dipped to, to go take a rain yeah. shower, I mean Johan would be uh, right there. He actually put the tarp on top of him and was going to make a joke about being a ghost, but then the lights went out. Oh, oh no. Bummer. So he kind of like holds on to it, though. He runs up to Scout and holds open the tarp and he's like, if we all hold on to a corner, it's like a big umbrella. <laughs> Some good thinking right there. Are you going to do that? So <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> I feel like Cube's coming back in now. It only took me, like, not even a minute to get, like, in the downpour for, like, to wash my face. Oh, yeah. You are completely soaking wet. Y'all, it's really... Oh. Johan, big umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember the game of, like, parachute that we played? Yeah. It's like that, but, uh, we're under it. Yeah, dude, look out. You do not want to get your face wet out there. Do you like looking like having an eagle on your face? Because if you like that. He, like, realized and, like, put his hands up to, like, protect his face. Aww. It's like, don't worry. We'll keep you We'll keep you safe under the tarp. <laughs> you guys go ahead and... Oh, sorry. Let's go to uh, Freddy and Lurch, who are still over by the concessions. Freddy is very concerned because all the machines turned off. The roller. Oh, no. How will you keep your dogs warm? Like, what are we going to do? All the food's going to go bad. It'll be fine. I mean, I've left hot dogs out on this thing overnight before. And overnight? <laughs> got that sick. Uh, but I mean, we can just take them with us. Just, I don't know, make a, a dog or two for the road. He starts stuffing hot dogs in his pockets. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> Very important that we bring lots of chips. Grab a handful, fill up your backpack or whatever you got. <laughs> Just loose chips. It'll be fine. We carry them over here. We'll carry them back over there. He starts filling up his bags and his pockets with like hot dogs and buns and candy <laughs> and other random stuff. What a dream, man. Yeah. And I got plenty of snacks, too. So we're, we're good. <laughs> So how far are we from the admin building? I guess I should have asked that before being like, yeah, let's go. Well, <laughs> if we pull up our handy dandy map. Oh, Ooh. will this be available on a social media? But of course. You're definitely welcome to post it. I don't mind. Yeah, Alicia, this map is cool as fuck. Like, it's, it's so oh, cool. thank you. Yeah, it's a very good map. It should be on our website, too. What's our website? Oh, it's dnbpod.com. What is that again? dnvpod.com Sounds like a great website. Integrated marketing! That does sound like a great website. <laughs> what if they didn't want to use the website and they wanted to use social media? <laughs> oh, well then you could find us on Twitter at Dread and Beefast or on Instagram at dnvpod. <laughs> or Tumblr, dreadandbreakfast.tumblr.com Wow, there's so many avenues that someone could go look up Dread and Breakfast. And they all wow. have different names. Isn't that great? Yeah, we're professionals. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 
Okay, so where are we at the moment? We're at the pavilion? No, you're at the mess hall. Oh. Oh, that's not far. Yeah, normally the suburb Bonanza is in the pavilion, but because of the rain, they moved it to the mess hall. Gotcha. I'm second guessing, actually, my action of Scout being like, I'll lead the way. Because if there's, like, lightning outside, I feel like the better thing would be actually to stay put yeah. in the structure. Well, honestly, Scout is free to argue that with Lori. Okay. I think as all of the campers are lining up, all of a sudden there's a huge flash of lightning outside and, like, immediate thunder. I think Scout looks outside and looks at Brandy and looks back at Lori and goes, you know, on second thought, it might be better just to stay hunkered down where we are. Because <laughs> if there's a lot of lightning out there, the last thing we want to do is take everyone outside. Lori's nearby when you say that. And uh, she she gives, like, a smile. She's like, no, everything's fine. Uh, we should go to the administrative building because it's the only one that has lights. Oh, we've got plenty of flashlights here. And she clicks on another one. Yes, but... I want to make sure the parents know where we are. If it's a really bad storm, do you think they're going to be making it up here anytime soon? I don't know if they're going to be arriving while the storm's still going. I mean, ideally, they should. She, like, looks at the kid. She's like, let's let's just have this discussion at the administrative building. Okay? Okay. Good talk. Good talk, Scout. <laughs> and she, like, pats you on the shoulder. Oh. <laughs> Scout, I, I remember you telling us week two about you know outdoor safety and i feel like going outside in a thunderstorm that was uh that wasn't high on the list of like to do's you know hey cube yeah remember how we talked about when there's kids around how we're teaching them to respect authority wow (laughs) wow i don't i don't recall that that lesson actually (laughs) Respectfully, Laurie, I really think that safety is the most important thing in this situation. She drops her voice and she's like, I think this is a conversation that could be very scary for the kids. And also sitting in the dark is also very scary. The administrative building has a radio so we can listen to what's going on. And it also has our walkie talkies. Then, Laurie... I think we should just have one person run and grab those things rather than put the children outside in an electrical storm. I can do it. I was already outside. I, I can also go to the place that has lights for, for that. That's wicked. I, I got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Sport Boy <laughs> Mots can do it. He can get there in like two minutes flat. <laughs> I run sometimes. <laughs> yep. Sure. <laughs> sure do. Yep. You can see that Lori is really upset that you're, like, arguing in front of her in front of the kids. But Lottie is also right there, and she, like, looks to her mom and says, They have a fair point. Like, I get you don't want to scare them more, but this is dangerous. <laughs> Lori just kind of, like, throws up her hands and she's like, Okay, I won't, I won't be the bad guy here. <laughs> Whatever you think is safe, Scout. I, I liked her, and now I think she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So she she goes ahead. She moves off. Groundskeeper Ted is kind of still there. He's still sweeping in the dark. Weird. That's not... Is this like, the vibe he has brought the whole, the whole time experience? The whole time. Mm. That's some big Twin Peaks energy from him right now, and I'm <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it. 
he's just still sweeping, kind of muttering under his breath a bit, but that's groundskeeper Ted for you. Oh, dear. I think Mott's would, in our little camper huddle, be like, for, for real though, I can I can go grab the walkies or whatever. It it might not be two minutes because it's I it, <laughs> but I'll be fast. <laughs> Mats, I was just I was just saying that to mess with Lori. You don't have to do it. But but information is power, and like we're <laughs> we're a team, and I want to pull my weight for the team. You know, like like make that layup. <laughs> Lottie looks to you and she says, honestly, if you could grab the radio, that would probably be b- the biggest help so we can listen in on how the storm's doing. Wicked. Can I take the tarp, though? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I would like to give you the tarp so you don't get soaked and so the radio doesn't get mm-hmm. soaked. Yeah, can I turn it into like a little poncho? Yeah. It's more like a cape, but yeah. Fuck yeah. <sighs> well, I suppose if we have to go you know, out into the storm, I might as well go with you and make sure nothing happens. I give you the badger handshake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Is the eagle handshake just like up and down because like the eagle's like picking up? Like it's still yeah. the claw? I feel like the eagles, since they're the oldest, have like a legit handshake. <laughs> That's a legit handshake. I think the bear's one is they just like do a high five as hard as they can. It's a bear hug. Oh, the bears are the little ones, and they're all yeah. they're all safe, right? Yeah, okay, there's good. no bears here. Yeah. Okay, good. No bears. No bears. I will hold you to that. I will. I will splice that sound bite for later when a bear does. Come. Oh, like the animal? Yeah. No, you said no bears, Alicia. You can't take it back. All right. Well, yeah, I no guess bears. Chef Larry's not here. i think moss is taller than scout so he would you know loop up an arm to welcome you into the little tarp cave all right now remember if our hair starts sticking up on end we gotta run fast cross country for sure that's my best track and field but you got it yeah i got the letter for that one let's go (laughs) (laughs) all right you run out into the storm it's difficult to see but luckily scout's headlamp kind of helps out with that as you're running your feet are smacking against like this muddy wet earth there's already puddles forming and the rain is coming down like bullets striking you You sprint across the courtyard to the old Victorian-style house, the administrative building, a jarring difference from the cabins and tents that are around it, the only thing illuminated in the dark with faint light showing from its windows. The paint is peeled and cracked to the point where it's impossible to know what the original color was. Uh, As you get up onto the porch and you're able to take off the tarp and probably shake off your shoes and stuff to not track in water you turn and take a brief glimpse over the camp and i would like for one of you to make a poll i will say for the record mots is like doubled over like dry heaving from running so fast (laughs) i don't know if that means I should do it or you should do it but <laughs> I would say probably scout this this makes sense for scout oh okay 
You got the scout. It's just one block. It's no big deal. There's only been over ten pulled so far, so you're fine. You got this, Scout. This can't be nearly as scary as the paper jump. <laughs> the what? The what now? Yeah, the paper jump. It's a high ropes course where you climb up a gigantic pole uh, onto a tiny little platform, and then you have to uh, jump out of the tree to uh, grab a, a trapeze handle that's uh, suspended over, over uh, you know, the forest. It's, it's, it's all part of the ropes course. I would shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's called the paper job. (laughs) So, Scout, as you see Mont's off on the corner, like, breathing heavily, um, trying to, (laughs) you know, get back some of his wind, you take a moment to, like, look over the camp, and you see off in the distance towards the road, there is some heavy black clouds billowing out from somewhere in the woods. Oh. Um, like a tornado? <laughs> like a fire. A fire? Oh. Or, since it's by the road, a car crash. Oh. Oh. Red alert! Red alert! Ooh. We probably have, like, some sort of radio to communicate, because we're, like, pretty isolated in the camps. Yeah, that's what you were supposed to go run and grab. Oh, Okay. So I grab the emergency radio and, like, turn it on. Uh, hello? Come in. This is Camp Needlewood. We've got an emergency. You hear, like, a brief static as a voice comes in. Uh, hello, Needlewood. This is, uh, this is Ranger Scott. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Uh, Ranger Scott, Scout Henderson here. I'm at the admin building, and uh, down on the road leading up to the camp, uh, I'm seeing some smoke. I'm sorry, Scout. I can't really hear what. You please. Emergency. We need fire and me- uh, medic at Camp Needlewood. Emergency Hello? on the road. Is this a prank? Oh, shit, it's worse than our Wi-Fi. Um, I think at that point, then I would maybe start just like using the like radio to tap out SOS. Ooh. Like, on repeat. That's very good, Christine. That is very good. And as you are, like, with the radio tapping this out, you hear, like, this kind of slide on it as it starts picking up different frequencies. Ooh, ooh. Moving to theaters this fall at old Ricky's fish shack for no survivors. Oh, Stuff no. we'll talk about the dog that can Mom, are you hearing this? Yeah, what... <laughs> Are you doing that? No, I can't maintain a good connection. It must be interference from the storm. You hear your own broadcast. Peterwood, welcome to your favorite late-night scary story broadcast. 96.9 The Whoopsie, and that means it's Mott's turn for storytelling. What tell you even for us tonight, Mott's? Uh, tonight, we're telling the story of Sarah Cobb. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Some folks say that Camp Needlewood is cursed. Tonight, she stuffed her sleeping bag full of leaves, grabbed her backpack, and snuck out into the dark. Y'all know it's a 15-mile walk. But then, she heard the rumble of a car's engine. A squeal of brakes! A scream! A crunch. And a squelch. Poor Sarah Cotts died driving away from camp. Don't look back. Don't look behind you no matter what you hear. 
Because Sarah's ghost will be sitting in your back seat. Hmm. She'll take control of the steering wheel and cause your car to crash. So keep you trapped here. Huh? Sleep tight. And don't let the ghost fight. Oh my oh. gosh! Whoa. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't like that. This episode of Dread and Breakfast sponsored by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's oh. Peanut Butter Cups, you make very good s'mores. Thank you so much. Woo. Thank you for listening to Dread and Breakfast. Huge thank you to our dreaded Alicia for running this special in-between-isode story. Alicia also created the artwork for the story, and it's phenomenal. You can find links to more of her stuff on our website, dnbpod.com. You can find links to all of our cool stuff, including the camp map that Alicia made, our sound credits, content warnings, and other general chaos on our social media. Follow us on Instagram at dnbpod, on Tumblr at Dread and Breakfast, and on Twitter, if it still exists, at Dread and Fast. Word of mouth is the best way to help support us, so please tell your friends about the show and leave us a review. We'll be back in two weeks with another installment of our spooky camp adventure. Don't forget your bug spray. <laughs> <laughs>